This is Ahuka, and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. And this is part of my ongoing series on uh, LibreOffice. And right now we are still focusing on LibreOffice Writer, which is the word processing package. Uh, last time we took a look at templates, and I said that templates were one of the two key concepts you needed to understand in order to work effectively with any word processing program. Now, as I've said before, uh, this stuff works pretty much the same on all of them. Uh, I have taught this to people in Microsoft Office, in LibreOffice, uh, and they really uh, work very much the same. So a lot of this stuff is transferable, but uh, I'm going to do this from the standpoint of LibreOffice because I, I want to uh, promote free software as much as possible. So. Uh, last time we talked about templates, and we talked in particular about the default template, uh, although we mentioned a few other things as well. And um, so we, we understand that templates are uh, containers, right? That they contain a lot of information that can be used when you create a new document. Uh, and what I want to focus on now is the, another key part of that, styles. Uh, you can create styles and store them in templates. In fact, if you're going to create styles, you pretty much have to store them in templates. There's no other place for them to be stored. Uh, so this is a, a, a key concept. So uh, let's say that you had created a default template, as we talked about last time. You've saved it on your uh, hard drive. and. Uh, you want to now add some more material to it. Uh, styles would be a good thing to add. And what do we mean by styles? Well, what we're talking about here, and, and I want to cross this back to the discussion that we had about uh, web uh, pages and websites, uh, where we talked about separating uh, presentation from content. Uh, and so with websites, the way you do that is you have functional uh, definitions of things. Uh, so this is a paragraph, this is a heading, this is a block quote. You know, those are all functional definitions. It doesn't say anything about how they're going to look. It simply says this is how it functions within this document. And in word processing, very much the same. We, we talked about that as well. Uh, so, uh, what we're going to get at here is that uh, with styles, what you're doing is you are creating a link between a functional definition and appearance. Now, the functional definition is important. Uh, for instance, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about this more later when we get to uh, IMPRESS, which is the slideshow presentation graphics program. 
but one of the things you can do is you can create um, an outline in Writer and turn it into a slide deck. And the way you do that is by using heading styles consistently because it simply reads that as a functional definition. So a, you know, a heading one would be the, uh, the title of a slide, a heading two would be a bullet point, a heading three would be a sub-bullet point. Uh, and so it reads all of that. And that's what we mean by a good set of functional definitions. Now, the functional definitions are there, but you also want to give them a certain appearance. And this is something we've talked about before. Uh, there can be visual language that you want to communicate about these things. Um, and for instance, if we were talking about headings, headings are typically bold. All right, so that's one of the visual components of that. Uh, block quotes are typically indented on both sides. And that's one of the, the things about block quotes that you might note. Uh, so the, the visual aspect is also important here. So how do we accomplish all of this? Well, it, it's not hard to do. If you open up LibreOffice Writer uh, and you take a look at, um, you go to the Format menu, and in the Format menu you will see Styles and Formatting. And then you take a look and you see, oh, it has an F11 there as well. So there is a key uh, equivalent, uh, a hotkey that you can use to bring that up. So uh, press F11 or, or do it through the menu, however you choose. And you're going to see a little window uh, pop up. Now this one is a floating window that says Styles and Formatting. And the Styles and Formatting window has several sections. So at the very top, we see it's the name, Styles and Formatting. Uh, and then at the very left, there is a menu. And that's the, just basically the menu you see in all windows. And then you've got the minimize, maximize, close, all of that on the very top. So let's call that the first row. Then there is a second row. And the second row probably by default is open to what are called paragraph styles, but you see there are five little icons there. Uh, paragraph styles, character styles, frame styles, page styles, list styles. A lot of stuff there. And then if you go over to the other side, it's fill format mode, new style from selection, and there's a drop down. You can update styles, load styles. And then there's a window with a listing. And uh, so you might see things like uh, complementary close, default, first line indent, hanging indent, heading, heading one, heading two, heading three, blah, 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 blah. And then all the way down at the bottom, you see there's a, a drop down and it might say automatic, but you can go to hierarchical or all styles or applied styles or custom styles. So it's looking very complicated, isn't it? But this is one of the things that you need to master. Now, the, the first thing I, I have to make clear to you, you don't need to understand all of these styles. Okay, there's a lot of them here. Uh, you can do a lot by simply mastering a half a dozen that you would tend to use over and over. And, and once you get comfortable with that, you probably add a little bit to it. Um, nothing wrong with that. Now I say this is a floating window. One of the things that I do 
with uh, my LibreOffice writer, and this is a standard for me, is I will hold down the control key and click on that second row. That second row, that's the one that has the five icons for paragraph styles, character styles, frame styles, blah, blah, blah. Hold that down and, and give a double click with the mouse in that second row while holding down the control key. All right, so hold down the control key, double click on the second row. And what's going to happen is you're now going to dock this window over on the left side of the page. Now, for me, this is the standard. Uh, I always have that open. I always have it docked over there on the left because I'm going to use styles and, and I want to have access to that. Now let's look at each of these kinds of styles in turn because uh, it's important to understand what they do. The very first thing you see are paragraph styles. And when we say paragraph style, you, you, know, you might think that only applies to what you think of as paragraphs. Uh, but in this sense, that's not exactly correct. One of the things that uh, I often do uh, when I am working in LibreOffice Writer is uh, I turn on what are called non-printing characters, which is represented by a button with a paragraph mark. So as I'm looking at LibreOffice in front of me, I see that there's, uh, there's a, a row of menus, you know, file, edit, view, insert, blah, blah, blah. And then right under it, there's a row of icons. And if I go near the end of that row of icons, I see a paragraph mark. That's like a backwards letter P, kind of. Um, and it's the next to last uh, icon there. And if I mouse over it, it says non-printing characters. And then the hotkey is Control F10. And if I click that, it turns it on. Now, this is something that uh, a lot of people are initially going to go, oh, this is ugly, this is terrible. It, it, it's good to learn how to use this. I, I tend to leave it on a lot of the time, frankly, because it gives me information. Now, the fact that it's non-printing, what that means is you will see it on your computer screen, but when you go to print the document, it will not appear. If you mail the document electronically to someone, unless they have turned on non-printing characters themselves, they won't see it. All right, you only see it if you've turned it on on your computer screen. And the the three things that you tend to see with this are uh, paragraph marks, space marks, and tab marks. So. You know, space mark, you know, every time you hit the space bar, it's a little dot that goes in there. Uh, that Does it make things look a little busy? Yeah, it, it kind of does. But on the other hand, uh, it can help you find things like, oh, I've got two spaces here where I only wanted to have one. It's a lot easier to find if you can actually see where the space marks are, because particularly with proportional fonts, it can be pretty hard to figure that one out. Tabs tend to look like little arrows. Um, and then paragraphs. A paragraph is what happens when you hit the Enter key. So every time you hit the Enter key, you have created something that is called a paragraph in the style sense. It is it's a paragraph level. <coughs> so 
this is a, a concept you have to get used to a little bit. Uh, there are different levels of these things, and it's important to understand that. Uh, so a, a paragraph could mean a paragraph, or it could mean a heading, or it could mean an item in a list, and so on. So there are a lot of things that are paragraph level. So when you have selected that first uh, button where it says paragraph styles, that's what you're getting. Uh, and so that's going to cover all of those things. It's going to cover your footnotes, your end notes, um, you know, all sorts of things. All right. Now, the next one is character styles. And it may not be anything you've thought of particularly. But uh, let, let's give, I'll, I'll take an example that comes from the LibreOffice documentation that I think makes it very clear. Uh, and, and imagine that you're a technical writer, you've done a 200-page manual, and in your 200-page manual, you have, at various places, put in the path for something. Um, you know, this file can be found at, you know, slash user, slash bin, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's what we mean by path. And let's say in writing this 200-page document, you have consistently used bold type for all of your paths. And then the editor comes back and says, I don't like that. Get rid of all that, Get rid of all that bold. I want it to see, uh, see all of that as a uh, monospaced font instead. Well... How does your weekend? Because <laughs> you got a lot of work now going through your 200-page document manually changing every single one of those. But suppose you had understood character styles. Then you would have known that, ah, the way to do this is to create a style called path. You can name it whatever you want. I mean, it's really, it's up to you. And then you could have set it for bold or whatever it is you wanted to do. And then your editor comes back and says, no, get rid of the bold, turn everything to a monospace font. You would simply make a couple of quick changes to the style. Presto, change out your whole document updates. So, so character styles are, in fact, very useful. And, uh, and that's something that you do want to get used to working with. The next one is frame styles. Now, a frame is, in essence, a container within the document, and that container is a rectangular box that could be holding text, it could be holding graphics, uh, any, you know, basically anything you can put into a document you can put into a frame, uh, but uh, by having it within a, a specified box, it gives you some control over things, and you know that's a that's a good thing to have. So uh, we'll at some point be talking about frame styles. Then the next thing we have are page styles, and with page styles, what we're talking about are the kind of properties that would affect a page, like uh, the size, the margins, what have you. Um, you know, I had an interesting discussion with Ken Fallon. Uh, we were talking about uh, something I had said in an earlier podcast 
uh, about creating a template for letters, and he was saying, well, you know, letters are different in Europe than they are in the U.S., and, uh, you know, paper sizes are different, and, and so we had a little discussion about what's the best way to handle all of that. And I think one of the things that I would uh, point out in this context is that having different page styles could handle that. So you could have a page style that uh, applied to, um, let's say, a uh, European A4 um, type of paper um, and that you would use for a letter. And in the United States, you might have your 8.5 by 11. Uh, you could have one for legal size, which in the U.S. is 8.5 by 14, and have a page style for that with you know specified uh, margins and what have you. Uh, so the page styles let you set all of that. Finally, we have list styles. List styles, as you might expect, have to deal with lists that you might have in your document. Many of us use numbered lists, uh, bullet lists, uh, things like that. Uh, now, you might think, well, gosh, do I need a style for that? I mean, can't I just click the little button at the top that turns on and off the, the list? And the answer is yes, you can. Um, but if you have ever had to deal with complex nested lists, and trust me, I have, uh, you start to discover that uh, trying to click those buttons on and off rarely delivers the result that you really want to have. Uh, particularly when you start trying to mix, you know, numbered lists with sublists that are nested, and then you. You know, you go back up a level and um, it insists on continuing the numbering from where you were before. So, you know, point one, sub point one, two, three. Point two, and then you go to a sub point and it starts with four. And you go, I didn't want that. It's supposed to start with one again. Right? That's the kind of thing that you find happening very frequently. So there is a way to do this and it does involve list styles. Um, and in fact, you can do some fairly interesting and complicated things there. So we, that's something that we will probably take a look at as well. Are you starting to get the sense this could turn into a really long series? Well, you know, that's okay with me. So this is the kind of the overview of styles. Uh, so we've talked about how to open up the style selectors uh, you know, to dock that style and formatting window on the left. Uh, and the other thing I want to mention uh, in terms of the style selector is that there's something at the top of the page. Uh, if you take a look with LibreOffice Writer, right above the styles and formatting window, there's a drop down box. Now, my drop down box at the moment says Heading 1. Uh, I just opened up a brand new document. Uh, so, if you remember from our discussion of templates and the default template, I talked about how my workflow works. So, my brand new document has just opened and I have heading one. I have my cursor in the middle of the page. Since I've turned on paragraph marks, there's a paragraph mark right next to my blinking cursor. Um, so, I've got uh, everything ready to go here. and. If I wanted to change it from heading one to some other uh, 
style, what I would have to do is I'd have to click that drop down and I would have to take a look at one of the other styles and I could turn it into body text or something like that uh, and it would automatically change. So that's the selector which is right above uh, the styles and formatting that's docked on the left. So I think we've now done a, a pretty good job of introducing you to the concept of styles. Uh, the next uh, time what I want to do is I want to start getting into this in some detail and start exploring uh, how you start making use of these styles. So I'm signing off for now. This is Ahuka and uh, again Hacker Public Radio. Don't forget to support free software and catch you later. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.